<clears throat> there we go. We're off. And yeah, 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 I know. And I'll send you the link. Remind me and I'll send you the link to this when we're actually, can I send you the link now? Can no, go back. If it's just your YouTube channel, I think I can just go to YouTube and see. Yep. You can do that. Oh, sorry. Hey friends. I have a <laughs> friend. So yeah, I just finished a live stream. So I'm like, I can't think right now. Cause it's late at night. <clears throat> I have a friend. We've been doing a live stream on YouTube recording for another podcast. And now this is a new one. I'm keeping her on just so I can get a, you know, more information for a different podcast. So I'd like to introduce you guys to my friend, Nikki, AKA chloroform cupcakes or just cupcakes. I'm oh, sorry. Just cake. Cake is fine. <laughs> cake two. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I have my friend cakes, AKA Nikki or vice versa. However you want to do it. She is a roller derby announcer. We've known each other for several years now. We can't pin it down, but we're pretty sure it's it's at least been six years that we've known each other, but we didn't actually formally meet until two years after that, I think, or a year after. But yeah. in any case, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for jump, jumping on and listening to the podcast. And if you're, not you, Nikki, but you, the listener, <laughs> <laughs> I need to clarify, if you're new here, I love for you to subscribe and just, or at least listen to the whole episode. Cause I might say some fucked up shit and you'd be like, Oh man, this guy's a misogynist. This guy's an asshole. And I, I'm essentially a chivalrous, chivalrous chauvinist. So keep that in mind. Don't, don't, don't switch off. Just listen to the end of the show. It's only like 30 minutes. So stick around. So Nikki, we've texted a few times and I know I asked you one time something about dating. And so what is your worst experience or your experiences with trying to date men nowadays? What is a problem or what's keeping you from being, or I'm making an assumption. Do you want to have a relationship or do you just like having your booty, presumably booty calls or friends with benefits or what do you have on the side? Do you want to, or do you want to keep the status quo? I, uh, you know what? I think I'm not sure if it's because of COVID or whatever, but I, I would prefer relationship status um, or just like, not even, it doesn't have to be like, make sure you you update your Facebook profile to say you're in a relationship with so-and-so or whatever, but just more like, I like the, uh, I don't know, solidarity and like um, partnership about it. Okay. So that's, that's where I'm going. So, so more, a little bit more traditional, I guess. Okay. So some type of commitment it doesn't have to be, you know, let's get married. It doesn't have to be no. um, living together, but at least monogamous, interactions? I think so. Yeah. Okay. In your pursuit of that or lack of pursuit because of COVID, <laughs> what do you think is your biggest issue? Not, not your issue, like you're the problem, but what do you see as a problem in your life and your experience in dating males today? Like what, what are the top three? Like, Oh my God, why is this guy doing this? Like, what are those top three issues that you see or deal with? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think number one would be communication. Um, because it's, I feel I, I'm, you know, I'm speaking in my, you know, my perspective, I'm a very open person. And I think perspectives, different perspectives are make it's what's makes life interesting. I just wish people would be more upfront or at least honest with themselves of what, what they want or what they're looking for. There's nothing wrong with, with wanting what you want. So I think people just need to lean into that. And I think that'd be great. Um, uh, I think my number two thing would be, um, it's, kind of a communication issue again, but this is more along the lines of ghosting. 
I totally get why, why people do it. I understand it, but it's, I think because of COVID, it's made it a lot easier for people to do that. And I think um, it's just one way to be like completely like a chicken shit. Like if you don't, if you're not feeling it, just like, I'm not feeling it and done. Like, I mean, you don't owe anybody anything. I just want to put that out there. Nobody owes anybody anything, but I just kind of think if you're not a shit person, it might be easier to just be like, Hey, I'm not feeling it. Time to move on. And that's that. And then I think the third thing dating wise, let me think about this one. Huh? If you don't have a third, we can circle back and I'll just give you not an analogy, but my perspective on the, on the overall thing. But one other question, are you Gen X or millennial? Uh, I guess I'm millennial. Okay. So like 80, well, I'm not going to throw it out there. I don't, I don't know if you <laughs> age yourself because you know, women and, and that thing. I don't, just give, kind I don't of, really give a shit. Fine. Okay. So yeah. So you're an 80s baby, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think you've, or maybe you've, you've heard my podcast on, or my episode on uh, how, no, actually, no, I take that back. I, that was on my old YouTube <laughs> channel. Okay. So I'm going to give a, a really quick synopsis of oh, the problem with males today. So the problem with males today, I would, in my experience, my research for lack of a better term is men's fault. Back in the nineties, I was looking up with this lady that worked at an old folks home and to, and we'd hook up there. Like I'd go see her there, hook up because, you know, she worked the night shift, but sometimes I'd go there a little bit early, get a meal, uh, with the, all the older folks. And of course the old folks are just enthralled with having someone young, just showing up just to talk to you. Right. So blah, 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 hearing all these crazy old stories. And among them, there was these older ladies that would share with me that growing up back in the twenties and thirties, right? Yeah. They were, they grew up in this They were born in the twenties and thirties. They grew up, got married by late thirties or the forties. And they were, they weren't taught sex ed. Mm -hmm. So what they got the night before their wedding is like, okay, you know, this is how the birds and the bees are. And, you know, your husband can do X, Y, or Z. And if you misbehave, he's going to bend you over his knee and spank you. Like the tradition, the, the way things were back then is that the husband was the leader of the house, took care of everything. And if you misbehave wife or child, you get bent over, bent over a knee and spanked. Although, of course, sometimes guys would go to a further extreme, add to the fact of World War II and women going to work, going to the workplace, realizing, oh, I don't need a man. I can, you know, kind of take care of myself, do this, that, and the other. We ended up having a lot of widows. So they had to do things and figure them out on their own, which leads to feminism. And not saying that that's a direct correlation. It's just, I think it's one of the aspects that led to first wave feminism in the 60s. So now we have all this legislation coming in, lobbying for more rights for females. But in the family court side, they end up getting lobbied into being more beneficial for females than males. So now we have females, single mothers, raising boys, getting money from the husbands. And now women are raising these boys to be surrogate husbands and having the emotional connection with boys, having to be the boyfriend or the husband to the wife emotionally or, or mentally. And a lot of times boys grow up having to hear oh, Johnny, I just went on a date with this guy and he did this and he did that. Don't you ever be like that. Be a good boy, Johnny, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. boys are, a lot of boys grew up with the idea and mentality of being kind of feminized and not saying what they mean. Whereas males, at least from my experience growing up in Latin, or not Latin America, but being Latin American and having spent time in Mexico growing up, seeing the two countries, how America and Mexico raise their children differently you know, I saw that, you know, men are the men of the household, men take care of this, men do that, mean what you say, you do what you, what you mean, uh, boys don't cry, this, that, and the other. So there's some of those aspects that aren't great. 
and trying to coincide that with how life is now. So now we have boys raised from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and essentially being what we call now soy boys. And I think that's the issue now is that they're too scared of confrontation, whereas most males, at least Latin American males or foreigners, have no problem with confrontation. Hey, I like you. I want you. Let's fuck. That's what I would say or get across when I'm seeing a female. Whereas with the males that I speak with and females, they're dealing with guys. Oh, well, he said he wants to hang out this weekend on a Monday or Tuesday. Friday comes around. You haven't heard from him. And now Friday at eight, seven, eight o'clock. Hey, I'm over here at this bar. Come meet me. You know, you didn't make plans this whole week. And now the guys and expect the female to jump just because it's a dating opportunity, an opportunity to go out. So that lack of communication, I'm not blaming females. I'm just saying the way society is now, it makes it difficult to have those traditional gender roles where males are pursuing females and males are being direct and honest about what they want. And so we have all this trouble. We see or hear a vein of truth. Maybe. <laughs> and I say maybe because I feel like, you know, it's like a lot of perspectives in little and in, in different communities. Like I feel like it's, you know, however people are raised, you know, and kind of waterfalls, it just depends on location and, and, you know, um, traditions and, you know, what people grew up with and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, yes and no kind of is my response. Um, I, it's so weird. I think, you know, especially moving from one part of the U S to another, I've noticed a difference in how people are, how they react in relationships and communicate, you know? So even in that small sense, I guess it really just depends, you know, on the scenario. Yeah. And to to clarify, to go back, I meant uh, the statement I made or the whole outline that I made is generalizations and gathering of information from media in general, stuff from Wikipedia, experiences with speaking with older older people. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, different areas, different uh, regions can have totally different dating experiences. I know that my female friends in San Antonio can't get a guy to commit to them for shit. They're like, you know, you could throw them a million dollars. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Like the guys just are commitment averse guys under 35 won't commit fuck boys all day long, but they, they won't want to have a relationship. And then of course they got dozens of baby mamas. Whereas in Houston and Dallas, my, the friends that I've had that have moved from out of San Antonio into Houston or back to, or to Dallas, they, they, they find a boyfriend or a monogamous long-term relationship within weeks. You know, it's not that hard or difficult. So I think it's, it's also a regional thing um, and how, people are raised and how things are going. So I don't think it's strictly the feminists or single mothers that, that are causing this or cause this, but I think it plays a role. It plays a factor in it. And I don't know how to communicate or, or get past that, but what would you, what do you like about males when they are trying to date you or when you are seeing them, what is, what are two or three things that you notice? Okay. Yeah. I like when guys do this. I like when guys or males do X, Y, or Z. Wow. I guess for me personally, it's just, if, like I said, the openness, like, like I said, you could just be like, I'm a weirdo who's really into feet and my, you know, or like, that's like your kink or whatever. And then I, you know, but you'd be like, well, but I, you know, I really don't want to get married by this so-and-so date or whatever. Like as long as you're honest and open and you talk to me personally about, you know, your life goals and whatever, I personally respond to that more than someone who's like trying to be mysterious or, a little bit closer to the vest. And I totally understand why a lot of people will play close, closer to the vest, especially in those first few like meetings. 
But I think when you're texting someone for about four or five months and they're still kind of playing it a little close, I think that's a problem. You know, those are just, these are just some scenarios that I've noticed that, you know, it's just kind of interesting or like, you know, I guess lack of a better term, like fuck boy scenario, like just like, they're like, okay, so do you want to go back? Like after one drink, yeah, so you want to go back to my place and fuck real quick? And they think it's really funny. And I'm like, well, that sounds great and all, but I really, I mean, I really need to see my shows in the morning or whatever. I just make up some stupid ass excuse just because like, it just seems so ridiculous that I want to reply with something else ridiculous. And it, like, I can expect that from like a 25 year old, but if it comes from out of a mouth of like a 42 year old or like, I'm 37, I'll just fucking, I'll just say how old I am. So like, I'm in the middle right now. So if I, you know, someone 10 years younger, I, you know, it wouldn't bother, it wouldn't surprise me, but from some, someone within like five years of my age range and older, I'd be like, okay, well, that guy has something going on. And I'm just like, cool beans. We can be friends. Maybe we'll meet at the bar and watch a sport ball together or something. I don't know, but it's just, you know what I mean? Like, let's just be real. <laughs> yeah, no. Cause yeah, no, I get that because I don't know if it's a daddy thing or just being older, but you, I have the, I guess the agency or the opportunity to be able to not after one drink or not be like, try to be funny about it. But if I feel a connection, if I feel like she and I are clicking after a drink, maybe too, like, Hey, you want to get out of here? I won't say, Hey, let's go fuck. I won't be that crass, <laughs> but I will make it clear in the whole conversation that we're having in the, you know, the interactions that we're having, like, Hey, I'm here to fuck. I'm not here to date. Like I might date you if the sex is good. Like I'll, I'm not saying this out loud. I'm getting this across either subliminally body language or entendres or whatever, but I'm not directly saying, Hey, I'm just here to fuck and let's get out of here. I'm being a little more coy, a little more suave, so to speak. But at some point within before midnight, I'm going to say, Hey, let's get out of here. Let's go do something else and go, go to another spot, something either closer to my place, closer to hers and work my way there. So I think there's a, or at least you tell me if you would agree, is that something more amenable or is that just as bad as a fuck boy just saying, hey, let's go to my place? It's hard because I feel like every situation is different and everybody handles themselves a different way. So I think as, somebody, as long as somebody's like communicative and respectful, like how you kind of just described it, I feel like that's pretty respectful. Like, hey, do you want to continue this date? Do you want to go somewhere else? And just that's, that's still communicating and, and like still you know, voicing your, your wants and needs and stuff. I think that's important. And I think that's a good route. I, you know, you reminded me something about when you said something about like, Oh, I'm just here to fuck. I'm just here to to this. I think when I was on checking out some dating apps, like I, it was great when someone was just like, Hey, I'm not here for a long time. I'm here just for a good time or whatever, you know, tagline they wanted to put there, you know, it was kind of hilarious, but it was great because all I had to do was swipe and say, okay, no, that's no go. And it just, I didn't think about that person ever again. It was great. Like they, they made their time and my time, you know, respectful. They just said exactly what they wanted and blah, blah. And it it didn't bother me one bit that somebody was like upfront and honest about what they wanted because it made it me be able to be like, okay, upfront and honest, that's not what I want. So you go have fun and I'm going to figure this out. And I think also too, every situation is different. Like not every single date will, I'll have the same set of rules per date. You know what I'm saying? So it just really depends on the connection with the person and like where it goes, how they communicate, all that stuff. It's a, it's a really big picture situation, scenario kind of thing. I don't know if I answered that question or not, but I think. <laughs> I don't even remember the question to me. <laughs> <laughs> my um, bad. It's, it's no, no, no. It, it's not your fault. It, it's my old age. And, and I've, I have an old iPad, but I don't have a pencil to like be able to write notes real quick and typing isn't easy on it. 
So I'm kind of like, oh, you said this. Let me, and if I type on my keyboard, like, yeah, you're going to hear all that. <laughs> oh, shit. What the fuck did happen? Look what you did. I fucked up my recording. My recording did you really? My, my recording is doing something stupid. Well, still, okay, no, no, no. It still says recording on the uh, Zoom. So you're. Well, that's right. Yeah. So I have the audio there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So you still have the backup. Oh, oh. Good. Yeah. No, the backup. I'm, yeah, I always have a backup because, yeah, I've, I've lost a couple of podcasts by not. <laughs> having a backup and having to go off of really shitty camera audio that's behind a teleprompter that's <laughs> catching a lot of stuff muffled and that, that was a pain in the ass. So I learned my lesson. I always record uh, dating men dates. Oh, so your, does your criteria for men change based on the male's looks or on his personality? Like, are you more open to hooking up with the guy because he's attractive regardless of age? Just, just let's just focus on, on either looks or personality. What's more important get in your pants for like a different word a hundred percent personality like there's been there's been people who i thought were like i don't know i didn't know if i could connect with them because they well i don't know i don't know what it is but sometimes even men have a resting bitch face so um <laughs> i was just like i don't know that person seems like they could be very mean but i typically give people the benefit of the doubt and just based on how they act and and I guess one of my biggest things, like if anybody who, who knows me knows that like, I love just hanging around funny people or lighthearted people. Also, if the guy can make me laugh, like that eases a lot of my, I guess, initial judgments. Cause whether I want to have judgments or not, like I don't want to have any judgments towards people. Um, but there's some subconscious ones that flow in and out and I do my best to ignore, you know, what mainstream media wants you to feel about a person. But, um, like laughter and it being funny and just being real and honest. Like those are the things that like help lower that guard. Um, so really for me, it's honestly, it's personality because people can be really like maybe um, I know there's like that scientific, like you're in your face, if it's symmetrical, like you're considered beautiful or whatever. Right. Um, you could have like a Quasimodo face, but if you're like a super awesome person and like you have humor and you, you, genuinely care about people like I don't know like I there's something handsome or beautiful about that person do you know what I'm saying so it's like I can you know I can go beyond looks just having that kind of um, open-mindedness I think people can be beautiful or ugly just best based on their personality too so personality 100% yeah I, I agree with that now the, the the caveat for me though is there I have to have like some type of attraction to the female she doesn't have to be Sofia Vergara or Zoe Saldana or, or, you know, some supermodel thin or attractive, like personally, I prefer hourglass figures and fuller figures. Like my starting line is like size eight to maybe a 22, but it's gotta be a clear defined hourglass for me. Like that's going to draw my attention. Mm -hmm. right? I kind of have a discord channel where I help out some guys try to get better at dating mm -hmm. and their focus is more just getting it in, having sex. And I need to do that now, but the only way I'm going to do that is, is if I have money and, I, and I'm ripped and I keep trying to tell these guys, like, look, Money and, and physique help, but they're not the main attractor. I mean, some females, yeah, if they're, if they're super hot, they're going to want money. They're going to want, you know, a ripped guy. But for the most part, you know, there's, there's not that many att attractive people. You know, that's the upper 10%, the average 80, and then the lower 10. Like, you, you don't want to mess with those. I keep trying to get across to them, like humor, wit, and charisma can trump everything. And when you were talking about that Quasimodo guy, I laughed or to myself or chuckled. Because one time I was at a bar or bar club, I was at a place 
talking to a couple of females and trying to figure out which one I really wanted to take or which one was more open. Cause I was trying to still read the body language. Like, okay, this one seems like she's really interested, but she's being cold. That one's not so interested, but I see her eyes looking and, you know, all these little things I'm paying attention to. And this little ugly, I swear he was probably like five foot two. He looked like a severely obese Patton Oswald with Coke bottle glasses. And I don't know if it was a toupee or a comb over, but it was worse than Trump's. And this guy came in and he's like, yeah, hey, da, 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 da. he was just being a funny little guy, charming, confident, like this motherfucker, like he must've thought he was seven feet tall, just the way he was like, yeah, man, da, 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 da. I mean, you can't, see, I mean, the listeners can't see me on camera, but you can, he, this guy was just like, yeah, da, 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 da. just <laughs> chest puffed out and talking to these girls and grabbing him by the waist. Nah, you're too tall for me. He goes over to the other one. Yeah, you'll work. I can eat you out all night. Da, da, da. And he's just making these wild, crazy statements. And, he put, and Within two or three minutes, I didn't time it. I was just like looking at this guy like crazy. This guy pulled one of the females out. Like, let's get out of here. And she said, yes. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Am I on candid camera? But <laughs> that, that just reinforced the whole idea that I, that I known for years, like reading body language is important. Personality, charm, and sense of humor are the most important things in getting with females. Well, now I, I get, go ahead. Oh, I, I was going to say like, it's not even just that too. I mean, he had all those things, but also he had a lot of transparency. He wasn't trying to be anything but himself. You know, it sounds like he was just trying to just have a good time, find someone else to have a good time with him. And like, you know, he was all about, you know, just the end result of like, let's just have a good time. Let's enjoy each other's company. And I think being transparent like that, it's like, I don't know. It's like some sort of comfortability about that. There's confidence in that. And, and that's attractive. Oh yeah, no, I, I understand. Confidence is attractive. Uh, confidence, wit, and sense of humor. Like those are those top three things that I keep trying to tell these guys. And the frustrating part is some of them get it, but then they want, okay, what do I say? How do I be funny? I was like, oh, come on. Do, do I, I, I can't hold your hand, man. Yeah. The, the best thing I can tell most guys is if you're in an appropriate environment, which would usually be like a bar, a club, somewhere with kind of like a nighttime scene is make whatever she says, or try to say something to where the reply is going to be. That's what she said. Like a double entendres, you know, making it clear that you, your mind is, is in the gutter without saying it's in the gutter. If, if that makes sense, like, you know, be, be smooth, be a little suave about it, or you can be as, as blunt as upfront, but you have to be confident. And these guys aren't confident. So I got to tell them, Hey, you need to start off slow, make little jokes, it's jokes that you can backpedal from if they take offense to it. But at the same time, stand your ground and say, no, I meant that. I, I do want to fuck you. And, you know, they're, I don't know if it's their age or if this conflict aversion or whatever it is, but most guys, no, I can't say that. I can't do that. I'll, I'll catch a me too case. I'm like, for words, mm, I don't think so. Like, you can offend someone, but I don't think you're going to get a sexual harassment tape case unless you keep persisting if they tell you to stop. Yeah. I think um, if they're worried about being caught uh, as, uh, you know, within the Me Too movement, I think they really have to question their choices. Like, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to like kidnap someone? Like, what the hell? Like, I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Well, yeah. So I, I see like both sides where people, for a lot of females I know is like, if they, if they hear a guy say that their, their initial reaction is like, oh, well then he's probably doing something that he shouldn't. But there's, there's a lot of stuff that males just have to worry about in general that you can't be as forthcoming or as, that direct without having that, that uh, idea that it can come back to haunt you. So that's always something in the back of the mind, because not that the female is going to lie about it, just that a lot of times it'll, it could be based off of emotions, not that it can be, or it will be, but there, there can be an instance where, oh, well, he made me uncomfortable. And my girlfriends are saying that he was gross and 
I don't want them to think bad of me. So I'm going to wipe the slate, wipe the slate clean or make myself look better or, you know, just say he harassed me and maybe not even press charges against him, but just say something on social media that will get him in trouble. Not saying that's going to always happen. There's just that threat, uh, not threat, um, underlying fear or possibility. So there, there's that caution that you have to be, but if you can keep that confidence level up and not backpedal and not be afraid of it. And that's, that's the goal or the point that I try to communicate to these guys. Like, Hey, if you say something, stand by it, don't back down because then that's going to make you seem weak. It's going to make you seem less than, and it's going to make you seem like you have ulterior motives that you're, you know, not just trying to have sex, but you're trying to do something more devious than just have sex with that female. I also think uh, maybe like bowing out gracefully, like if you know it's not a right fit or like, you know, there's a misstep or something happens and you're just like, oh shit, I don't know what to do with my hands situation. Just like, you know, like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and enjoy my drink somewhere else. I hope you have a good night, whatever. Just like have a close that's like, it just puts both parties at ease. Like, hey, it didn't work out. You shot your shot or maybe you didn't shoot your shot or something, something you know, clustery fuck happened, whatever, just, and I think this is a skill that like, I think people need to learn in general, not just in dating, just like, just having that graceful bow out of like, Hey, this didn't work. And, um, I need to reevaluate or try something else and peace out, have a great day kind of thing. I don't know. It's just something I, I just thought of while you were explaining it. Like if I saw that scenario happen, or if like, let's say I was the person trying to like use a pickup line, which I don't have any pickup lines, so I'm not even going to bother trying. If I do, it's usually a dag joke and it's really just ridiculous because I've had too many and I just want to be fun and have fun. I will just be like, you know what? I'm going to go over there and sink into the bar where you cannot see me. And I literally say, I'm just going to go away. And, you know, I bow out as gracefully as I can. But, you know, I just think that if I could get better at that, that'd be great. Or if other anybody could get better at that, that'd be great. Yeah, I think an important part is also body language. And that's, that's something I don't know how to teach in like other podcast, or at least in the episode of who am I, like I explain, you know, how I got to be where I am is with bartending, seeing a bunch of interactions, seeing, learning how to read body language. And as a hobby, just watching people in general and making up stories of what's, what's going on in their lives. So body language takes a, a, is a huge part of that being able to see, oh shit, this is uncomfortable. Like, all right, let me get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. Nice meeting you and, and, and bail. But some guys are so intent on trying to get laid that they don't even see what they're doing is wrong. They just see like, oh, okay, I just need to try harder and, and harder and harder. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize this was an issue until my wife, sometimes I just drop her off at the bar. If it was rainy or drizzly, I'd drop her off. You know, I'd, I'd let her get out by the front entrance. I go park somewhere else and come back in. And there'd be a guy kind of pestering her. And then she'd already told him, Hey, I, you know, at the time we were just dating. And there were sometimes even after we got married, she would, you know, say, no, I'm, I'm married. I'm got a husband, blah, blah. And they were like, oh, where's he, at? where's he at? If you were my girl, I wouldn't let you out and, and stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then when mm-hmm. I would show up because, you know, I was just five minutes away from parking and walking back in, they disappear. That was something I didn't realize that guys, I got that guys could be persistent and bully, not bully, well, yeah, bullying. But I didn't realize that men didn't take no for an answer as frequently as that. I thought that was more of an anomaly, like some random uh, chupacabra story or, or, you know, some random thing. Oh yeah. It probably does happen, but I don't think it really happens. Like that was just something because I'd never seen it because normally when I'm in a bar, I'm having fun and I'm talking to the girls I'm talking to. I didn't pay attention to guys and what they're doing until it affected me with my wife or my girlfriend. And I was just like, Holy shit. And then in that same um, area, I would also, there'd been a couple of times where a girl would come up to me and just give me a hug and whisper in my ear. Hey, there's this creep, you know, 
following me. He won't leave me alone. Can I just be here? Will you pretend to be my boyfriend? I'm like, yeah, sure. Blah, blah, blah. And you know, it's, it, it's weird to me that a girl would see me and just like, Hey, Hey, I need him to be my pretend boyfriend. I don't know if it's because I'm tall and I look scary, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, if I look tall and scary, why would a female want to approach me? It's just like, it's something that didn't connect or sync. And, and I should have asked him, Hey, why'd you come to me instead of someone else? Not that I'm trying to push them away. I was just kind of curious, but mm-hmm, any case, mm-hmm. I think body language should be like a, a school class and, and social norms and mores because I'm rambling. Cause I'm thinking like 20 things at once, but I, I recall that there used to be etiquette class yeah. back in yeah. the forties and fifties, like how to, how to behave, how to act and how to have manners in certain situations. And that would carry over outside how to treat people with respect, how to be courteous and all this other stuff. Even if you're, even if my goal is to get, get it in, I can still be cur- cur- I can still be cur- courteous. I can still be courteous. Why am I getting tongue twisted? I can be courteous <laughs> while still getting across that I want to get it in. And I don't have to be crass about it, but I can still have the respect there. Like, Hey, you know, I find you attractive. Da, 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 let's get out of here. You know, it, it can be smooth or, or lighthearted or whatever. And I think that's a problem with males that they don't understand that either they're too aggressive, too masculine, or they're too passive. And I, I wish I could just like sprinkle some dust and make everybody kind of understand things better. Mm, well, I think you make a, a really good point. So especially with the, the etiquette course. So from a woman's perspective, etiquette courses were ingrained in women to be polite to men, no matter how you know, disgusting or evil or whatever they were being. So for like generations upon generations, women have been taught to be, you know, um, polite and, you know, just disregard disrespect for a very long time. So a lot of the times um, men, I think, just get used to the first 20 no's not really being a no. They're just pleasantries. And so they just don't get in. And and I think that's part of the reason why it's just, it's just kind of like just messed up. It's just, there's been plenty of situations. Like I just literally, I, I don't really like And there's also like in uh, entrepreneurship and just po- toxic positivity and all these like little sayings that you see on the internet, like just think positive and blah, blah, blah. And never say no. It's like also ingrained for us to be like, no means bad. So don't say no, figure out a new way to say no without saying no. So it's like, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's just a constant uh, battle between what you've been taught and then just like having common sense. Like I should just flat out say, no, stop being a fucking asshole. But really, I also don't want to get murdered when I leave the bar. And so I'll be like, well, thank you so much. But um, my uterus just flipped up on the inside and now I'm being choked out um, from my throat hole, from my, my chest cave. I, I don't know what to say to you guy. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. It's a weird situation. Like you could say no, so you could potentially die or you could just politely try to laugh it off or there's just, it's just bananas. No. Yeah. I, I, I that was another thing to the guys being aggressive or, or persistent that I didn't realize that if you're too aggressive with your no, yeah, you, you could be attacked. You could be, because now you made, you emasculated them, you emasculated them, mm-hmm. you made them look bad or you know, they'll, they'll have this be affronted. Like, how dare you? I'm, I'm, I'm this God on earth. You should be sucking my cock right now. Why aren't you on your knees at the bar in front of everybody? And that, that was another thing that just kind of blew my mind. Like how, 
how do you, where do you get that entitlement? Like, where does that come from? Where did you end up? And I wish I need to figure out a way to like reach out on social media. Hey, if you're like this, come talk to me. I want to know, I want to read your mind. I want to know what's going on. And I don't know if that's their nature or if that's the alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Cause that could be that I'm not saying it is, or not saying that it's excusable. I'm just curious if that's a contributing factor to it. I think, well, I, I'm a, you know, I don't know the science behind it, but I just really feel that any substance you take just kind of amplifies kind of who you are as a person in general. Um, so if you're kind of like, a, you know, like I said, I don't know the science behind this, so I can't really, you know, I guess this is a phallic way of, you know, fallacy of thinking, you know what I mean? Just, but I just think that, um, if you're just, if you drink and you suddenly get violent, maybe you were just always a violent person. I don't know. I don't know. And that's why it's like hard for women to just be in, in my perspective, just be like, we don't know if you're being aggressive because you're funny or if you're just a psycho murder cur- killer and I should just be nice to you. So I don't die today. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I get that. And it's, it's frustrating. Not just, not that I'm trying to apologize for males because you know, everybody's just, I think you absolutely should. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I love that. I, and that's what I love about you is, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll know how to like take something too, not too far, but just, just be extreme and, and, and be funny about it. Like that, you know, that, that kind of humor that could bring that across. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I wish I could teach, like being that funny. Cause I know you're being facetious, but some people wouldn't realize that. And some people just are oblivious and it's just not counting autistic people or, or people on the spectrum that can't read body language. But I mean, that to me was clearly, you know, you're being funny, you're making a joke. And I wish I would, there was a way to be able to teach that more easily than, than life experiences. I don't know. I wish, well, I wish there was like some sort of formula because let's just say you and I didn't know each other. And I, mm-hmm. you know, went to the, like I cranked it up to an 11 on a couple of different jokes and you didn't, mm-hmm. it didn't land. Like I could probably, you know, luckily we can see each other. And so I can mm-hmm. read your reaction and stuff. But like, if, if, if it didn't land after the first two or three jokes, I think that's when people, um, their ego gets involved. And if they can't, you know, I, I think they, again, need to learn how to gracefully bow out and say, okay, this is not working. Either I'm not saying it correctly, or this is not a, con- uh, not a match, you know what I mean? Sort of thing. I think females are more, more in tune with being, reading body language because you or females in general, not just you, but females in general, you know, from the time they start puberty, from the time they're developing, you know, they have to deal with everyone, not just boys your age, but sometimes even men that are, you know, giving them un- unnecessary and unwanted attention. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn self-preservation for lack of a better word. And you have to learn body language, whether you know what a look means, you know, like a, a leering, mm, you know, that kind of look at, at a young age, which I think is bad. I, I don't think girls should have to do that or go through that. But at the same time, you know, women are more in tune with emotions, with body language, with reading a room, with reading language, with reading tone. Guys are generally just oblivious because we just have that privilege or ideology that, yeah, this is a man's world. We can do whatever we want, but we still should learn to be considerate. And I'm not trying to pander to females in general, like, oh yeah, you know, guys need to be nice. I mean, there's, there's still dynamics on both sides that both need to be repaired because, Girls sometimes have, sorry, females usually have, not usually, some females have unattainable expectations for males to be in their life, to to be quote unquote worthy of dating, especially attractive females. They have this, oh, we have to make this much money, we have to drive this car, 
have to have at least two properties. You have to have this, never been married, no kids or no baby mamas, like a list of eight or nine different things. And all they bring to the table is being attractive. And I know from personal experience, just because you look good, doesn't mean you're good in bed. Damn, my secret's out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, like, no, I totally, I totally agree. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thanks. <laughs> but no, like that's, I mean, I think also just being, uh, you know, again, from a woman's perspective, it's just really hard because we have, we're bombarded by tons and tons and tons of media, even, even media that was once, um, body positive, you know, has ended up being like, you have to have a certain look or type or whatever. So, you know, I'm not saying that there's not a lot out there for men. There's tons of it as well for men too. Um, but it's just, um, being attractive can only get you so far, but it makes you really, really rich in our country. So I don't know, a, you can have great relationships or whatever you want to build or B you can have a really cool mansion and an awesome Pomeranian with the match matching collar as you have. I don't know. Just the, it's just, you know, options are endless. I, I'm not sure where I'm going with this point. I'm just saying like, I agree with you that being, you know, a model esque person doesn't, isn't going to make you find happiness. Hmm. <clears throat> Or even, or even good sex. That that was yeah. As a sex addict, that's like my prank. As a sex addict, that's like my main concern. Is the sex going to be good? Because I can deal, or at least now, I can deal with not having sex every day. My concern is having good, fun sex, good, uh, connective sex, and that's at least for my experience. You have to have a lot of good communication, like you, like you say. I think communication is a good foundation for a lot of things mm-hmm. because if you can't communicate, hey, you know. I like it when you do this, but I'd appreciate it if you stuck your tongue out a little more, or if you, you know, did your, this with your hands or that with your tits or that with your ass, or you ask me, you want me to do something else. You want me to have a little stubble in my head. Cause you want to rub your legs on it, whatever, you know, okay, let's have that communication. But I think in America, we have this problem, this taboo with sex that we can't talk about, you know, what our desires are. You just got to hope that you fall into some girl that's into something. And she's going to say something dirty, like, oh, I can do that with you. Let's go backtracking. Oh, I just wanted to clarify or ask, do you agree with my statement about females having to be hyper aware at, at it from an early age? I, I, I would agree. Yeah. But yeah. Just cause I, I don't want to make that statement and be like, okay, yeah, I don't have any, not that I need the validation, but I want to be able to communicate some statements or ideas that I have because a lot of the stuff, cause I'm just by myself. Um, I'm just making statements out there and I feel like, okay, I'm just, it's, I feel like if someone's listening, they might think, oh, he's just pulling this out of his ass. He doesn't know what he's talking about because that might be, that might not be the experience for that particular person, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. Or it's not a, not a, a real thing. Kind of the way I used to think about males being too aggressive and, you know, keep approaching, keep approaching, keep going after it until the, the female finally has to like leave or disappear because she's afraid for her life or afraid for her safety. And back to dating. What were t- yeah. I hate this rambling thing. I need to have bullet points. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no, like to maybe solidify your, your, um, your experience, like it was just, I mean, there's two points. I mean, there's toddlers and tiaras, which is a ridiculous show and it's, you know, overly sexualizes young kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so hyper, hyper awareness does tend to be something that women have to deal with um, in the, at least in the U S I can't speak for other countries, but I'm sure mm-hmm. something similar happens. And then um, most re- recently, um, High schools are 
um, photoshopping young women's um, photos. So um, because if, if they show shoulder, they want to, well, they want to put like Photoshop, you know, sleeves um, and things like that, because apparently showing, you know, even remotely a tiny bit of cleavage or maybe even a shoulder is too sexual. So uh, in the, in the Photoshop world of like high school yearbooks, they're actually like covering up women. However, men don't have to do anything. And it's like what yeah. it's teaching people is that, you know, um, we have to cover up our women because men might get the wrong idea when really we should be teaching men, hey, let's like not over-sexualize people <laughs> and, you know, whatever. I don't know. It's just, it's ridiculous. So to kind of like, you know, back up your point with some some recent examples. Those are two recent examples that I've been reading about. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know about that high school thing because I avoid kids as much as possible. I don't <laughs> kids at all. Like if there was a way to make a baby turn into adult in like a month, that'd be great. Well, not maybe not. Cause then there'd be too many bit more babies around, but <laughs> like the only time kids are cute and adorable. And I like tolerate them around me from my friends. Like my friends know, don't bring any kid that can't wipe their own ass and don't bring <laughs> any kid that's a brat. It's an asshole. Like, of course, yeah, I'm an asshole to them. But when they're like, you know, excited about everything and they want to tell you their whole day, hundred miles an hour, you know, that's great. Cause it's, it's that innocence, that wonder that's like, oh man, you know, I should be nicer. That, that reminds me to be, I guess, more human. Um, where, whereas, you know, you, you see a kid and you're like, Hey, what's up? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> get the fuck out of my house. What are you doing here? Right. You know, that's anyways. Um, but yeah, so that, that high school thing kind of blew my mind, but I, I do agree that Males should learn at least to be more temper, temperance, temperance, temperament, not temperament. I'm losing my train of thought. But basically, accountability for their own actions, being more responsible. Like, on one hand, you know, if if we're telling girls to cover themselves up, like, damn, that's less of a show for me. Like, hey, let me see it. I know, I know how to behave. I'll like. You want to walk around in a topless in a in a thong? Go right ahead. I'll admire you from here, and maybe I'll hit on you, but I'm not going to be an asshole about it. But there's going to be guys that are just going to be trying to grab in her ass, trying to fill her up, trying to assault her or just catcall her and do all kinds of stupid stuff. And it makes the rest of us look bad when the rest of, or some of us know how to behave. And I think that's an accountability that, that kind of just starts at home. But then I have another idea too, but it's going to like go way off tangent. I really think kid or parents, any, any, well, females too, but anyone that's going to be a parent should have to take the same classes that adoptive parents have to take to have their kid. And if they fail, that kid goes up for adoption. Because I don't get why parents that want to adopt a kid have to go through all the, I mean, I get why they have to go through all these hoops to be able to have a kid. And yet anybody can just get pregnant willy nilly and eh, whatever, you know, raise a kid and they don't do well for that kid to raise them to have the proper education, proper training, because most parents just kind of wing it. Most parents just kind of either do what their parents did because it worked or they avoid what their parents did because they didn't like getting beat all the time. You know, mm -hmm. um, I think that's, that should be more an accountability that we need to start with from being a young age. And also on the flip side, parents, you know, helicopter parents that are too involved in what their kids are doing, like let a kid be a kid, let a kid make their own mistakes and learn how to do things. I, I've um, read this random article about, a kid or sorry, on Reddit, not an article, this uh, random American lady was in somewhere it's Swedish area, like Norway, Finland, somewhere over there for her husband's job. And she saw this kid 
walking to school, whittling with the knife. And it was like a five or six year old kid and just blah, 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 you know, kind of walking around and, you know, cutting a piece of wood with his knife. And the lady wanted to take the knife away from the kid because he could hurt himself. And she realized, hey, I'm in a different country. I need to learn how it is. And the kid was just talking to, you know, five, six-year-old kid was talking to this lady, whatever age she was. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to school. Da, 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 da. I think I'm going to make this into, you know, a little hatchet. I don't know what he was going to do, but, she, you know, he explained to her what he was doing. All right, I got to go to school. See you later. And he had this autonomy, autonomy that most kids here in America won't see even when they're adults. I, I know some of my friends have teenagers that don't know how to cook a meal, can't drive a car, can't, order, can't even order a pizza. They don't know how to order a pizza on the phone. Mm-hmm. And so I think we need to like Thanos everything and just snap and re- restart. <laughs> tell me how you them, really hey, feel. You, oh God. <laughs> really? Is the show long enough for that? All, all I want is, in, is to, to knock down the population down to a billion. Let's just get rid of 5.6 or 6 point whatever billion people and just restart from there. Let's, let's just do that all over again. But, well, that's it. Yeah, that's all. No big deal. And, and if I'm in there, fine. I don't care. Like, Fuck it. I've lived a long, I've lived 20 years longer than I thought I would. So, but anyways, that's a win. Is there, right. Is there anything you want to address or add to the show about dating or whatever that you like wish people could get across? Cause it, at the very least I want to get information out there. Like, hey, do better. Be, don't be a jerk. Don't be an asshole. If you're going to be an asshole, be an asshole to people that can appreciate you being an asshole and think it's funny, not <laughs> be an asshole to people that be, Oh, fuck that guy. I want to kill him. So, um, I would say don't worry about being judged if it doesn't work just say i'm not interested i'm whatever don't ghost people i think that's so horrible especially after covid i think and i'm not just speaking from my experience i'm speaking from a bunch of friends who've just kind of just felt heartbroken that they put in all this effort and people kind of just disappear so it's like like i said you don't owe anybody anything just be honest um i think that's a real real big thing also um i would say even to like the transgender community to like just again be yourselves i think um i've been watching a lot of documentaries and like um articles and how hard it's been for them to date um you know people ghost on them after finding out you know their their life history and i think that is just horrible i think um people just need to be a little bit more empathetic or just honest about what they want or what they're looking for um and i think people are more beautiful when they're honest and open with themselves and okay with the fact that maybe they don't feel uh, a certain way about someone else. And they just say that, just say your truth. And I think that'll be um, moving forward, a really good thing for both parties, what, what, whatever the combination might be. What do you think, or what would you say would be the best, nicest, short and sweetest way to say, you know, I'm not interested without saying I'm not interested, like just being a, a courteous text. What would, what would that courteous text read like, or Oh, um, actually, I think I have one where I sent it to someone else. I could look it up. Oh, shit. All right. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> um, I think it yeah, was You just, broke this man's heart. I did not. Movie. There's no such thing. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was just, it's it's probably buried. Um, but I'm I'm pretty it sure it was more like, hey, that's so, so awesome. If you want to meet up for like drink sometime, I'd love to introduce you to my friend. I just think that I'm maybe not the right connection with you. Um, but I appreciate your time and they can do one of two things. Some, some of them have been really cool about it 
and they're like, hey, it's cool. And then they, they kind of like disappear into their own world, which at least they replied and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can kind of illusionally ghost, you know, on casually ghost. Casual ghosting is not too bad, you know, whatever. Um, but if you just like either ignore it or just like you're, um, well, fuck you too, whatever. It's like, okay, well, I totally dodged a bullet and I cannot wait to block this number and you're fine. It's like, it's done. You gave me an idea because like, I mean, not, not that I've ghost. Normally I just say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling it or, but usually actually, so I do it in person. I'll, I'll tell them, Hey, you know, this, this isn't working. You know, it, it's X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I, I don't see we're going to have, or I don't think we're going to be sexually compatible. And, and then I'll just lay out, Hey, I'm a sex addict. I like to do a lot of crazy, stupid things. And I don't think, I think you're too vanilla for me. I, I don't think I could even get you to even like the, the front door. I don't think I'll even get you on the porch for what I do. But I like what you said about, yeah, you know, I don't think this is going to work, but, you know, let's be friends, whatever. But I really like that, you know, let me introduce you to my friends because I, I need to start you as them. Like, hey, I don't think we're sexually compatible, but if you think any of your friends are super freaky, give them my number. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work, but it won't hurt to try. <clears throat> but in any case, Nikki, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate you for taking the time out and keeping you up this late for a double episode. So thank you so much for being here. Anytime. And- I look forward to seeing you again in person and giving you a hug because I fucking miss a lot of people. Oh, likewise. And to my listeners, thank you for being here. I appreciate you for taking the time out. This is probably longer than what I, I lied to you about earlier. <laughs> that was going to be a little show, but thank you for making it this far. I appreciate you for taking the time out. I love you. You're worthy of that. Until next time, vessels. So go ahead and subscribe. I forgot what I was going to ask. I was going to, I like, wanted to ask you something off camera. Oh yeah. yeah, Your your friends, the ones that were ghosted. Are any of them really rich? Because I want a sugar moment. I got to move.